0: Welcome to the Manager Tools podcast for Monday, August 7th, 2006. Hi everyone, this is Michael Lozan and welcome back to Manager Tools. Today's show is the third and final part of our series on resigning. Now, if you're new to Manager Tools and haven't heard the first two parts, you'll wanna go back and listen to them first. You can find them on our website at www.manager-tools.com or find the shows through your podcatcher of choice. In addition, some have been asking where to sign up for the premium content we've been promising. Well, I'm almost there with the integration work, and yep, it's all on me right now, folks. But progress is being made, so please hang in there, and we'll get there pretty quickly. Okay, with that, let's go finish up our conversation with Mark about the professional way to resign.
1: Okay. So, so that gets us through all of our preparation. Now we go to phase two. Yeah, I wonder is, how many people are still listening to us. I know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we should do. Um, we should
0: do a little, a little contest here. If you're listening now, send us an email. Yeah, you'll
1: get uh, whatever. Um, phase two delivery. This again. This is the phase that most people focus on. Um, um, and and uh, it, it, you you should know how to do this well. It's very simple to do it well. It's not complex. Um, that doesn't mean it's easy, but it is simple. And there's some simple things we need to walk through here. Uh, I think there are nine steps here. One, don't do it in writing. I don't care what anybody's told you. Do it privately to your boss and your boss alone. And by the way, that doesn't include hanging around after a meeting. Um, You never do it in anger. Hopefully, we've we've beaten that horse enough. Um, And you should say nothing negative in any way to anyone about anyone ever, period. Um, There's a right way to do it. You actually say, I'm resigning. Then you say something nice, and then you discuss timing of when you're going to leave. And we'll give you some examples. You don't have to answer any questions, folks. None. Um, Again, we've talked about this before. Be ready to be escorted out the door. Have your transition file with you ready to share. Um, And then, again, tell no one, no matter what, once you've talked to your boss. It's not your place. Right.
0: Except for admin.
1: Uh, no, oh okay. No yeah.
0: one. Yeah, we beat that horse too. Okay. Yeah, we
1: did. <laughs> okay. So first, first thing we we do not resign in writing. Please do not prepare a resignation letter, um, and print two copies and only pick up one at the at the copier and then discover that you lost the job you had and then suddenly have your resignation letter found by a cleaning person or by your boss at the copier at eight o'clock at night. That's There's happened. No,
0: it's it's funny when it does, but it's oh it gosh, happens. yeah, it
1: happens. Yeah, you all the time um there's no requirement legally for firms to have written notification lawyers tell them it'd be good and hr says you should do that there's no requirement at all uh it's in most employment situations unless you have a contract of course that's a different situation usually for more senior people or for external we're talking about employees managers as opposed to senior executives um um, you're, you're an at-will employee, which means you can be fired at-will um, simply for being who you are. Um, some managers ask for something in writing, writing, but HR often doesn't know what to do with it anyway. Um, Uh, Sometimes firms have a a standard form you just sign, say, I hereby resign and here's the date. But when you put things in writing, particularly at the start of the process, you're reducing your flexibility. It goes places you can't control. It gets an HR person's desk and then your manager says, by the way, we got a $50,000 pay increase. You know, we'd kind of like you to stay. But the HR person at the same time is... Working on your resignation and shutting down accounts and rearranging things and taking your name off succession planning and everything else It gets messy um, So verbally only Until all the details have been worked out and only then if your boss insists and if your boss in the course of an interview says I'd I like something in writing say well I'd prefer not to give you anything in writing until we agree on the details Now I suppose he could certainly say I've never had it happen to a client of mine He could say no I want it in writing um, on this date um, before, you know, on today's date with an open-ended ending before we move forward, then, then you can say, no, I won't do that. Um, but I've never had anybody, I've never had a manager do that. Um, I've had too many managers go in with something in writing and then want to change it and have multiple copies made and different dates on the different copies. And, oh, what a mess it can be.
0: Well, and to some extent, a written resignation, unless you're required to do it, uh, you know, but a written resignation when you're not required to do it has the air of, you know, sticking in somebody's face. It it it, it does. It, 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 it ha- there's an emotional content to a written resignation that isn't necessary if you
1: want to leave under decent terms. Exactly. It says it's formally done and there's no wiggle room or anything else. You'll get a you'll you'll get a stone-faced look from a manager in many cases. Right. Yeah. Okay, part 2. We want to do this privately to your boss and your boss alone in her office. Where she feels most powerful and least vulnerable. Okay, you know I've actually heard Mike people people say um, uh, you got you got to do it at the end of the day. Uh, I don't particularly ascribe to those. The manager often wants to make some phone calls to HR, to other managers, to their boss or whatever. And if you do it too late in the day, and they don't feel like they're getting anybody, and they want to react quickly with a counter offer or be able to talk to you or have your mentor visit with you. Um, I'm not saying you can't do it at the end of the day. I just don't think there's a particular time of the day um, that's inherently better or that has some hidden hidden benefit associated with well, it. I, mean, I don't have any preference on well, time.
0: The, the question is who you're who you're trying to make it easy for. If you're trying to make it easy for yourself, so that you end, do it at the end of the day so you don't have to go through a whole day of looking at your boss in the face or whatever, That's that's a cheap cop-out, frankly, but that's... The most recommendation I hear when people say that, is, it's making it easier on the person resigning. For the person who, for the, for the boss, you know, you, I, I don't want to end my day that way. Right. As a matter of fact, I'm probably going to have a late night because now I'm going to sit there and start thinking about how,
1: what I'm going to do about it. Um, and, and what's more, Mike, if I resign to you, if I'm, a, if I'm an above average employee, if I'm a manager and I, you're my director and I resign to you, what's one of the thoughts that goes through your head that's probably not in my head? What are you thinking from your perspective about my resignation if I'm one of your above average managers? You know, who you talk to, who knows the uh, you know I'm, I'm thinking about the the consequences to the organization yeah, and how that affects how you look to your boss right I mean it's, oh, yeah. you know well, if there's a retention problem, if there's a turnover problem in the organization, um, a lot of directors I know will go, oh my gosh. I've only got four managers. This year, my turnover among my managers is now 25%. Yeah, maybe. If I lost somebody else at 50%, I'm in trouble. I'm in a red flag situation. The VP is going to want to know what happened. But they're so busy worried about the VP, they don't ask intelligent questions of the manager, and they don't, they don't handle the transition well. So we end up worried more about the selfish issues around how it's going to affect the manager, the director in this case, rather than about how can we make sure the team is smoothed out so that we get great performance going forward. And that's why we do this professionally. Yeah, good. Okay, okay. we never resign in anger. <laughs> oh, that's no fun. So much. Uh, yeah, feels. So everybody wants than that than that moment of righteous indignation. But look, if you can't resign without anger, Mike, e- e- even if your spouse has been insulted and you have been accused of heinous acts, if you can't resign without anger, you do not have the temperament to be a manager. Um, if you're worried about doing it without a quiver in your voice or without some some moral rectitude sneaking in and and sending a message that you're saying everything just right, but it comes across as, I hate you, then practice with your spouse or prepare a statement that you don't share, but that you read if you need to. Um, but I would argue, look, if you have to do that, I mean, if that's where you're headed, uh, I would just caution you that, that um, that's not... Uh, you're in the wrong state of mind and i would wait um a little bit before i did it
0: oh and in, in, uh, in the two weeks between the time you make a decision and the time you actually resign part of the the yes. six-week process um, there's very few people over the period of two weeks can't get their head you know on straight in terms of how they're going to behave or how they're going to conduct themselves professionally at that resignation so
1: yeah good
0: point doing in a fit of anger that's you know
1: that not going to work Not very smart. And it relates very well to the next point, which is say nothing negative in any way to anyone about anyone ever, because often, of course, what causes you to say something negative about somebody is anger. Right. Right. Um, And don't Uh,
0: people th- sorry to interrupt, but people, people think that when they do that, they're somehow going to change things. Like yeah. I'm going to tell everybody <laughs> what, what they're doing wrong because after I leave, they'll, a message will have gotten through and somehow they will change their management style or some policy will change or some... They Doesn't don't. That just sound...
1: It's hilarious, yeah. Well, people believe it, though. They, they actually, I know. It's, it's, it's let, let us don't. hope that this podcast does that one thing. It dissuades people of the notion that in a fit of anger, you're going to actually change anything. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, it's not going to
0: work. In so, yeah, a fit of you unprofessionalism, you'll get the organization to be more professional.
1: <laughs> yes, exactly right. That'll work, sure. Um, you know, the old saying is smile at people on your way up because you're going to see them on your way back down. Right. Um, uh, and whatever you say now to the people who are still there may well get back to the people who are arranging your last days, the paperwork, all that kind of stuff. It's just not worth it. And I'll tell you something. When I was fired from my previous job, my old boss told me, as this goes both ways, not only in terms of resigning, but also in terms of um, being a manager who accepts a resignation. My old boss told me that they, they would be saying it was a mutual decision, that that's the way things are handled among executives. And within 24 hours, it was reported back to me by very good friends of mine that he was telling people he had fired me. He hadn't had any qualms about it at all. And so there, was a, there was a tone that, was, that I thought, Unprofessional. Let's, let's put it that way. Uh, there was some relish involved. Um, and when he shared this with a lot of other folks, there was some backlash against him and his firm regarding why would you treat somebody who was uh, so close to you for seven years? Why would you talk about it with relish? There should be disappointment. There should be sadness. Um, uh, and, and by the same thing, if you have any relish when you're resigning, if there's any... Righteousness at all, um, it will it will come back to haunt you again. Smile at people on your way up because you're going to see them on your way back down. Yeah, and so, and, that, and
0: when you do, you know when you do resign, there's a, a you know the way to say it is, you know I quit, right? That's no,
1: <laughs> <I> quit <laughs> is fact, such a great that's word. The, that is a classic that's one of those pop culture things it's like two weeks notice and they say i quit and and saying i quit is perceived as an emotionally immature construct it's just wrong it is it is it is high school student quitting their summer job i quit um just get quit out of your vocabulary it is not a professional word um what you say is this boss or janice i'm resigning There's a lot to like here, I'll miss a great deal of it, but I've accepted another offer. Uh, I can stay for up to four weeks and would like to negotiate the timing of my departure. So three parts, you actually say I'm resigning, don't don't start by saying something like, "Well, it's been a really good time here, la la la." la because they're not going to hear any of that. The moment they hear some sort of preamble going on, they're gonna they're gonna there's a buzz in their head going, "Oh my gosh, is this guy gonna resign, or does he want to raise, or whatever?" They're not really listening clearly to what you're saying. They're just emotionally responding. So you have to use their name, Janice or Bob or whatever. Janice, I'm resigning. Then you say something nice because once you say I'm resigning, believe me, there's white noise in their head yet again. After you've said something nice, then you talk about timing. And you say, I, you know, I can stay for up to four weeks and we'll be happy to negotiate the timing. If they want, Again, if they want to shorten it, they're welcome to do so, and that's why we talk about those steps in preparation phase one. Um, but um, And there will be managers who will see the four weeks as you attempting to Make more money while having an easy time of it. Um, and your point to your point earlier, Mike, about having all your preparatory documents there, that's really going to send them the right message, and they're going to see that the reason you're willing to stay that long is you want to make the transition effective. When you put that four weeks together with the amount of pre-work you've done um, – there are a lot of directors who are going to say, "Wow, this is really, really great." And I've even had several of my clients asked by their director, by their EVP, by their VP, and so on, "Can I keep some of this stuff? Can I can I use this? Because this is really, really good." <laughs> um, that's as, as high a praise as you'll get um, at a point where your boss is not real happy with you. Obviously,
0: yeah, you know, this happens so rarely that if you if you follow steps and walk out, your reputation your reputation will precede you because this is unusual
1: yes um and, and I built this I built this model over the years of coaching people on how to do this now, isn't, it, isn't it great like oh yeah hire that guy he resigned so well <laughs> yeah <laughs> he's the best quitter I've ever hired <laughs> <No>. <laughs> nice one um, something else that people forget you're talking to your boss although you have resigned you don't have to answer any questions you may think you're supposed to but you don't have to um, only answer questions if it benefits you or, or if it benefits the organization without any chance of hurting you. What I mean by this is you don't have to tell them anything about the other, about the other offer, about the other company. You may be as secretive as you wish to be. Um, in fact, it, it, we'll, talk, we'll talk about that point more in terms of counteroffers. Um, certainly, you want to be open if it's helpful, but, but one of the first questions you're going to is, gee, what happened? And, and it's just not an appropriate time to answer that question. And again, we'll talk about it at exit interviews here in a little while as well. Um, you don't have to answer any questions. If you choose to, that's fine. Stay positive, stay positive, stay positive. And be ready to be escorted out the door. Yep, it happens. Have all your files copied. Have your desk mostly ready. I had one manager once that had rearranged several pictures on his desk and taken down things off the cube walls and basically was able to just swipe it all into a uh, into a box, and he was done. And, and when, you, when, you're, when the manager calls security and security comes to the director's office and then they walk you over to your desk, you don't want to spend a half an hour with two security guards or two fellow managers looking and going, okay, what is this yours? Is that yours? Please don't turn on the computer. Um, it was just, you know, when, when I was fired, um, of course the laptop was company, company property, but it had all of my nieces and nephews birthdays and clothes sizes and, and all kinds of things in it that, um, oh no, you, I'm sorry, you can't have that. So I'm a good example, um, of somebody who didn't, um, or, you know, when, when I, I wasn't afforded those things because of course I was fired rather than resigning. And, the, um, and, you know, yeah, don't be, um.
0: Don't be stupid. For the, those things that you don't need in your office, like personal books and all those kind of, you know, without being too obvious about it, don't. Ha- the, the day you resign, don't have them in your office. I mean, don't, yeah. Don't Take make it an issue. Little, don't, Take them home a little bit at a time. Yeah. And Good I'm point. assuming you haven't done anything, you know, against corporate policy or illegal or anything like that. But, you know, just don't make it an issue. Just don't have it there. If you have, if you have files that you've copied that you feel legally entitled to, and eth- morally ethically entitled to, well, well, don't have them in your office.
1: Just have right. them at home already. Right good point um okay have your transition file ready to share the the things we talked about in the preparation phase um i always recommend it in your hand um not that you're just going to slide it over across the desk because they won't know what to do with it you're going to want to walk them through it um uh, but showing them some sense of i already prepared interim reviews for everybody and what i always recommend is you lead with the interim review when you when they see interim reviews on all of your directs already done for the period of time from their last review until today, um, uh, that is very, very powerful. Now, if for some reason your boss won't accept it or doesn't want it or whatever and you feel like it's valuable uh, and you want the organization to benefit because that's the reason you're doing it, then you can give it to HR. I've actually had some people give it to a team member and say, look, the boss didn't want this stuff, but you guys will want it. Um, I can give each of you your individual reviews, and when you meet with your new boss – hand in this review and say my boss prepared this before he left on every single member of the team between their last review and now that'll raise some eyebrows if if your name has been dragged through the mud and then they see a well-prepared review they're gonna raise some eyebrows and go gee wow maybe i've been misled yeah and we come back to our favorite comment which is tell no one <laughs> no matter what uh, you know hopefully we're clear on this the boss gets to decide who gets told at this point until he may, he or she makes it official, you're not authorized to say anything to anybody other than an email to your spouse. You don't make a phone call to your spouse when you're walking out of the boss's office even to say it's done um, yeah and, and
0: and and I think the part of the problem here is people when they leave, they want to characterize they want to be able to characterize great point. the manner in which it happens and, and, and guess what you got to get you just it's uncomfortable you just got to get over that The boss gets to communicate it the boss gets to create. The environment. I mean, you know, hopefully your boss is not going to lie or be untruthful. But you know, give them, your boss is the one that has to be is left with the organizations. They still have to run it. They got to come in the next day and still meet the goals and objectives of the organization. These days, that's tough enough as it is. Yep. But give them at least the courtesy of of characterizing and communicating in a way that makes it possible for the organization to continue to st- uh, thrive
1: in your absence. Well said. Well said. Um, we said earlier, take the word quit out of your vocabulary. Just because you don't use it with the manager doesn't mean you get to use it after the fact. Don't go around telling people, I quit. It's, it's just, it, it sounds juvenile. If you must, after, after the word gets out and somebody comes over, hey, I heard, a, I heard a rumor. Yep, I resigned. I'm real excited about where I'm going. Really hope things stay wonderful here. Right, uh, And if people bait you for information, uh, want to say, gosh, you're finally getting out of this rat race. Nah, 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 don't do it. Say, no, there's a lot of good things alike here. And people will know that you're sugarcoating things. And that's what professionals do, because now you're really not a part of the long-term history, long-term future of the organization. And that means no, there's no value other than selfishness in, in trying to bring the organization down. Yeah. Agreed. Okay, phase three, so now you've told your boss, and so we're in the interim period between the time you've told your boss, it's official, it's out in the open, and the time you get to actually leave, the last, last day on the job. So the steps are, we, we should expect a counteroffer. We should also expect some disenfranchisement. Uh, you're gonna be ostracized. Um, professionals work hard during this period, and they go home at five o'clock. Um, the, you, you, should talk to a benefits consultant at your firm, if it's big enough about the benefits that the firm offers and what the, what their resolution is of all the, the, the policies and procedures and COBRA and all that kind of stuff. We'll talk about that. Um, no matter what you do, keep your mouth shut during the exit interview. Exit interviews do not change companies any more than righteous, self-righteous managers do by getting angry at their bosses. And then you're going to spend some time solidifying your relationships and go home at five. And yeah, yeah, I said that. Oh, did you? Yeah. I, I, it. Said it after, I said it after work hard, but before talk to benefits because I oh, thought they went together. Okay. I'm deleting that. <laughs> yeah, nice. Um, See, when okay, I say so, stupid things, I get to delete it. <laughs> See how <yeah>. that works. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Expect a counteroffer. Look, we're going to have a whole separate session on counteroffers. Um, they don't work. We rarely recommend them. Although there are times when we we would recommend them, even though we know they don't work. Um, but nevertheless, you may be offered one. Don't tell them not to if it seems that they really want to make a counteroffer to you. Um, even if you would not consider it, it may be helpful to train yourself about what happens and what the process is and how things work when counteroffers are made. But look, if there's no way on, on God's green earth that you would ever accept a counter offer that you're, you're done in every way possible. And let's be, let's be blunt, including a 50% raise. If you would not consider a 50% raise, um, then then you should tell them that no i i there's really no need for you to go through that i i won't consider it um and and that gives them the opportunity to choose not to spend their limited resources of time and effort preparing one if in fact there's no hope of you doing it let's be professional and respect them um and hopefully they'll return the, the the favor and respect us in terms of the amount of time we want and what we're willing to do in the interim period um Now, something you can do to preclude a counteroffer, if you know you would never dream of accepting it, is to not tell them what the other offer is. There's no way they're going to prepare a counteroffer to an offer they don't know anything about. If they say, can you tell us where you're going and what the amount is and so on, you say, "I I prefer not to share that at this point. Um, They're going to be quite stunned by that, but they're absolutely going to – and then they're going to say, well, we can't prepare a counteroffer if you won't tell us more about the offer because we don't know what we need to do. Um, Then the answer is, well, uh, then, okay, I respect that, and so I understand that you're not going to make a counteroffer. That's fine. Okay, But again, you don't have to say anything. Okay, If you don't tell them anything um, other than to reassure them that you're not going to a direct competitor with all of their customer files – um, like I said, it will absolutely chill their interest in countering your offer, whatever it might be.
0: Yeah. And just to be clear—we mentioned earlier resigning with the expectation of getting a counter offer as a as a gambit is not a oh not a good idea
1: if anyone thinks that anything can, in this podcast can be construed as uh, I'm part of my strategy is to resign in order to get a counter offer they are smoking something Mike that is absolutely the dumbest one of the dumbest things managers can do in terms of careers yeah and, 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 I, and I I hesitate even suggesting that
0: anybody would think that but you know the fact is I've seen people do it so I, yes you know, so sorry, I I didn't
1: mean to offend. No, no, it's great. It's a great. It's a great point. It is mind-bogglingly dumb. Not only if you did it, and I went through the process, and I found out later that it was a ploy, I'd fire you. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, that that is abusing corporate resources for personal gain.
0: I I would go. There's there's too many variations to to give a definitive answer. But uh, you know, even talking about counteroffers and accepting counteroffers is. I rebel at. I, I'm yes. a firm believer that, you know, I don't. I, once I resign, I don't care what they offer me. I'm not. I'm not staying. Yeah. So they,
1: they just don't. They just don't work. You know, you know. They could. They could. They could be a tactical ploy, but they don't work. Yeah. If you find yourself accepting a counter offer for five thousand dollars more than what you're making now. You should have never been in the conversation to begin with. <laughs> yeah. But that's a whole other set of casts, okay? Exactly. Another thing that's going to happen is you're going to get disenfranchised really quickly. You're a persona non grata right now. Things are going to be different. You're going to be ostracized. Friends may get quiet around you while you're at work. You may be disinvited from meetings and inadvertently show up at a meeting with it, which then everyone says, I'm sorry, you really can't be here. Don't, hey, let don't get fe- angry about that. I mean, Yeah, don't let your feelings get through. That's totally normal, right? Um. Essentially, yeah. if, you, if you push back on that, you're asking your friends to put your friendship over their mortgage. That, that, you know, that's, not a, that's not a fair trade to ask people to no. make. No, that, yeah, just don't get your,
0: don't get yeah. your people get their feelings hurt. Don't,
1: don't do it. Yeah, The whole construct of all your friendships at work are, are, are a function of the organization. The organization rules. Um, and your, your role as a manager is a function of organizational power. It's a construct of the organization. You're now no longer completely a part of the organization. You are going to be treated like not a part of the organization, and that's not personal. It is the smart, professional way to behave. Right, and then leads it to
0: our next one, which is which is great about the six-week process. Because now you spent two weeks preparing. You know, you're giving your boss four weeks' notice, and so now you just kick back and relax, Like your <laughs> check for the next thirty uh, days. Everything's good. I love, it. I love lots it. of lunch. You you've arranged all
1: your lunches. You Life is good. Right. Come in late, go home early, piece of cake. Of course not. What the professional does is work hard. I'm not talking about hard, long hours. I'm talking about 8 to 5 hard you meet twice a week with your directs talk about their futures talk about recommendations you have talk about walk them through their review in detail even if it takes two or three hours that's fine meet with everybody you need to meet with take your your designated successor whomever that might be to all the meetings let them speak for you but then at the end of the meeting debrief them and tell them what you've done differently don't delay let you don't expect to train them suddenly in a week or two or three that's not going to happen um now you you may be pre- precluded from doing this. you may be shunted somehow um but but generally, we find if that happens, it's a function of time, Mike, rather than managers bosses actually saying, "Oh, don't talk to anybody um, if they would do that, what they'll do is i'll just ask you to leave so if you're able to stick around, you should be engaged at work
0: right and keep your your boss informed what you're doing don't 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 all of a sudden have all these meetings and do some abnormal behavior without letting your boss know what you're doing. Just be very public and very, very upfront with your your bosses to what you're doing. They'll appreciate it. Um, but exactly. if you if you keep it hidden, you somehow, uh, just just put that put yourself in their position. They don't know what you're talking about with these folks, and you know that you could be recruiting as far as they know. So yes. just just be upfront with your boss and let them know what you're doing.
1: Yes. And then be prepared to be overruled at a moment's notice because you've lost yep. your status yep. and don't expect to get into a toe to toe with another manager because that ain't going to work you've lost that credibility right um, by the same token you want to work hard and you want to go home at five o'clock because what's going to happen is you're going to go to your new your new work you first of all you're going to move hypothetically or you're going to move there's going to be logistical considerations around your home and periods of time that you're commuting or moving and so on. And your family is going to be stressed in the first few weeks or months that you're in a new job. And then you stress them the last month of your new job. It's might as, You might as well admit, my family comes second, which is what we don't want. And Manager Jewel is very clear about that. Your family should come first. Um, anytime, plus, any time you spend at the office after five, Mike, will be presumed to be espionage.
0: Well, you are kidding me?
1: Yep. That's what people think. Oh, copying files. Are we, you know, <laughs> yeah. wh- why you got your feet up on the desk? Why don't you just go home? Well, I'm just kind of waiting for it to be quiet. Oh my gosh. watch that director say, look, maybe you ought not stick around here anymore. Cause then the yeah. director will go back to her office and wait for you to go home. Right. And there's a reason why they think this way is because it People who've done yeah, it. <laughs> yeah. They've actually experienced it. And so they've learned from their mistakes. Sad was, yeah. as it sounds. Yes. So go home at five. It's okay. Um, you don't owe them your life. Um, And more time at home during a time of stress is a good thing. Okay. Uh, We'll just touch on this briefly. We have a whole cast about benefits and so on. Um, And I know that some of our small company listeners might be a little bit hesitant about this, but we also have a lot of big company listeners and benefits are an issue. Um, But for now, make an appointment with somebody in HR have have their phone number in your personal cell phone, the one that you take, not the work phone. So if you get rushed out, you can leave them a message as you're leaving the building about meeting with them at a later point, even if it's not in the building. Um, uh, and if you get less than a complete answer about Cobra and about 401k and all those kind of things, which they should be quite knowledgeable about, or they should know who you should talk to. If you get less than a great answer, call their boss. Um, they're not going to be terribly responsive, not because they're bad people, because they're busy. And if that takes a week and then it takes another week to meet somebody else, you may be pushing right up against your four-week window. Uh, or if something comes up and the rug gets pulled out from underneath you after two weeks, um, even if you're doing a great job in terms of the transition, um, then then um, you want to have this done pretty early on.
0: Good. Okay. Then uh, while you're while you're up there talking to the benefits person who's up there by HR, right? You go up, have your exit interview, and spill the
1: beans. <laughs> you're you're in a very uh, you're in a very expansive mood today, Mike. <laughs> yeah, no, I guess. don't say a thing. Mum's the word. Shut up. Period. You're not you're not the only person that's ever been exit interviewed who's going to be taken seriously. Whatever you say may very well and probably will come back to haunt you. Um, It is not unprofessional to be quiet um, because these comments made in exit interviews are rarely treated as professionally as they should be on HR's end, and the likelihood of you making a difference is not great enough to justify the risk to you and your family. They'll, uh, a couple of comments will be excerpted and will be emailed to people out of context um, and it will be perceived that that's what you said rather than a half an hour of this place is great and since you're probing five, six, seven times Ms. Mr. HR person I will admit that at times things move a little slow and what the manager hears is yeah, he didn't like the fact that things move slow um, right. and you will get strung up for that uh, for that misunderstanding while you were doing your level best. Don't, don't, Go back to our fundamental point. Don't talk negatively about anyone at any time ever, period.
0: Yep. And then since your exit interview will be very short, you have time for work on
1: relationships. Yep. And that means, remember those lunches we had you set up without telling people why? Now they know why and they're on your calendar and they will keep them. Um, have lunch every day with somebody you want to stay in touch with after you leave oh yeah, yeah yeah.
0: after they found out you've resigned uh, lunch with you will be an important commodity exactly
1: they want People to know be where trading. you're going they want to know what kind of opportunities are there and you want to stay in touch with them and you want to exchange information on that new personal cell phone and if you get a good one and they can beam it to you so much the better worst case you're going to get their business card um, and, and this is a good backup to those of you who feel uncomfortable about taking contact information in terms of email addresses and, and work phone numbers um, out of a corporate database good and you know, it occurs to me, Mike, we could wrap up this cast with a list of all of the things we just talked about, and I think that would take another half an hour. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We've covered so, a lot. So let's just agree that that there are three key phases, and that is um, preparation, and then delivery, and then interim actions. And um, uh, again, those of you who are premium subscribers it'll be available in more detail Um, but uh, this is uh, it's something that can be done very very well and uh, the process of going through it will prove to everyone you're a professional and again you want to treat people well because who knows when when you'll come back or when you'll want to hire them or when they'll want to hire you when they move forward in their career somewhere else
0: good well who would have ever guessed I would have never guessed you know a year ago that we'd be able to talk for as long as we have on resigning but I'm always surprised. Not that I think we've spent too much time on it. I think it's just there's obviously a lot of detail you've thought through here. And this you know, is good and stuff. It's
1: taken me years. And it's taken me years to build all these up. I learned and then I'd add a thing and then I'd take a thing out. And and, and, uh, and I'll tell you, Mike, this is why, I, why we we're so excited about our first year and, and year two coming up. Because there's a lot... there's a lot that people don't know about being a professional manager. Um, And the more you know, the better it helps you, the better it helps your organization. And for us, most importantly, the better it helps your team. A team who gets treated like this by a resigning manager will think, wow, I want to follow her around. It will be easy for you to cru- recruit for the rest of your career. Uh, and the easier it is for you to recruit, the easier it is for you to produce better results. And that's a, a, a virtuous cycle um, while other people are dealing with a vicious cycle. Um, it's a competitive advantage. And it's, like we say, professional. It's the right thing to do.
0: Good enough. All right, my friend. Thank you once again for sharing. Okay. All right, man. We'll see you later. All right. There you go. How to resign in a professional manner. Pretty straightforward. Pretty straightforward. Distinguish yourself as a true professional by using this process instead of just flying out the door and leaving your boss to clean up the mess. Thanks to all of you who continue to vote for us in the podcast awards. If you haven't done so already, be sure to go over there and vote for your favorite podcast, even if it's not Manager Tools. Thanks again, everyone. Until next time, so long.